Good morning and welcome to episode 28 entitled Signed, Sealed, and Delivered. The Beating Around the Bush podcast is an extension of the Beating Around the Bush column that appears weekly in the Carroll Newsleader and are simply my opinions, my observations, and usual ramblings of an old sports writer. Uh, good morning again uh, from the farm as we are going to put a recap this episode on the Huntington High School basketball season, which just officially ended last night in Martin, Tennessee. Uh, at times I do this podcast on a Monday. Sometimes I wait till Tuesday because sometimes there's things happening on Monday that I want to talk about. And that's one reason that we waited till Tuesday uh, this week to uh, publish this broadcast or podcast because Huntington girls uh, played last night in Martin, Tennessee against Martin Westview, one of the top-ranked teams in the state. Uh, they lose 40-34, to 34, and that ends their season at 17-14 and 14 for the season. So we're going to kind of recap uh, the basketball season, talk about that uh, for the next 27 minutes or so, and uh, kind of put a cap on that, put that to bed, because starting uh, next week or the week after, let's see, what is today? Yes, yeah, it's, it's about 12 days officially that softball and baseball will begin. But it's, it, it's, it turns into a busy time of the year, basketball just ending. Don't get much of a break because actually this Thursday I'm going to go up to Phillies Field. They're having a blue and gold game. Uh, I'm going to take part in that, uh, see what's going on. Up there, their fish, the season doesn't officially begin until the following Monday, uh, the 14th, I believe, is when the boys and the girls both start playing. Uh, I thought it was kind of cool yesterday. Had to go yesterday, uh, behalf of the newspaper, and take soccer pictures for the middle school soccer and high school soccer boys teams who are uh, beginning their inaugural seasons this spring. So, but when I got out there yesterday, I got out there a little early, like I always do when I go places. Got out there early yesterday, and uh, one end of the field, the baseball or the football field, was the baseball team uh, going through some drills. On the left side of the football field uh, was the soccer teams getting ready for the pitchers and uh, going through some fundamentals kind of things. Because well, some of these kids now have played soccer, so it's not going to be all that new to them because they have had a soccer program for years uh, at over at Kelly Complex, and now it's going to be new maybe to some of the coaches. But other than that, uh, I know Macon Bullock's coaching the middle school boys and Dylan Poole's coaching the high school boys. And of course, they've got assistants to help them, but uh, this is going to be new to them. Uh, they didn't play soccer when they were in high school because we didn't have soccer. So they're going to be learning on the fly, but the kids – the kids, the kids pretty much know what to do. But anyway, we want to talk about basketball because I left from there yesterday and went over to Martin where the girls again uh, finished 17 and 14 for the season, losing 40 to 34. And we'll talk about that game in a minute. But let's, let's recap the boys uh, first. You know, their season ended last week. Uh, you had five teams in the district uh, this year that we moved up into classification, made it a little more tougher for both boys and girls basketball teams because uh, better quality teams, not to be disparaging to some of the teams, 
in our area, but we're being honest. Uh, it's a little tougher competition uh, than playing Big Sandy and so on, than playing Union City, who's uh, Union City's have traditionally been a big basketball school. Uh, the boys have won a state championship, I think, and the girls maybe have come close, uh, but they've always been solid in, in basketball programs. Uh, Gibson County. Uh, girls, for example, just won a state championship like two years ago. And then Martin Westview, as I mentioned a minute ago, one of the better, better high school basketball teams that I've seen in a long time. And they've got Jada Harrison leading them, and she's she's a D1 prospect. And then to round out the district this year, you had Milan. Now, our boys played Milan twice. And we was compet we were competitive with them for most of the game, and but they ended up winning the district. So the district and boys, in a sense, were more balanced uh, than I've seen. You know, although we went zero and seven when you count the district tournament game in the district, as far as the standings go, we did not win a district game. Of course, you've only got four teams, so you only play. Excuse me, we went zero and nine because you got you got five teams, so you play each team twice. And we we did not win a game within the district as far as boys go, but we were competitive and uh, most of the games. And we came close, actually, to winning the district game against Union City, the play-in game, played as well as we've played all season, but end up losing in that game. A kid freshman for Union City had 22 points, made seven three-pointers, and that game had 23 points. And uh, he was the difference in the ball game. He's just a freshman, a little left-handed kid. Uh, but we were competitive in all those games, although we didn't win any of those games. But it was a step up in classification, going from Class 1A to Class 2A. And – it was a challenge for us, and I mentioned in one of my columns not too long ago, or I think it was in a column, or I know what it was. It was the basketball magazine pullout, the little insert they put in the newspaper that I wrote the Huntington stories for. Now, I remember the, the, the title of that was, uh, you know, Mustangs face challenge of bigger classification and size, because Mustangs, to be honest with you, did not have a lot of size. Uh, they struggled with their size. Uh, Keller Smith, tallest player we had. Jeb Atkinson, not much shorter than uh, Keller, but Keller was a post player. Keller could use a little more weight, uh, but he's he. I, I thought he I thought he progressed during the year. He may end up making all district as did Jeb Atkinson, and during the regular season, and that that's a pretty good accomplishment. But I thought Keller was a solid player. I think he can improve a lot. Next year, he can be one of the go-to guys on this basketball team next year. Jeb, not much shorter than Keller, but Jeb, was a, he was a perimeter player. He played outside. So the size there really did not help the Mustangs. But the Mustangs struggled inside uh, against teams that were bigger than they were. You know, you got Elijah Flowers that was playing inside. And, you know, Elijah uh, is a heck of a football player. And hustled on a basketball court, loved his effort, but he's not very tall. Uh, he could use his strength and, and get some rebounds and that kind of stuff and push people around. But, you know, he would struggle against taller players, especially offensively. 
And then you had some other players that would be coming back next year. For example, you know, Ty Kelly, uh, he, he can shoot a basketball, but at times was inconsistent. He had one game where I think he had 18 points. Then the next game he might only score two. Uh, but, you know, there there's some work to be done. Uh, hopefully uh, some of the freshmen coming in might be able to contribute next year. Uh, we'll just have to see, but it's going to be a challenge next year, I think, for uh, the boys. There's room for improvement. Now, I, I do have a lot of faith in Porsche McCarkin. I think he's a heck of a coach. He does his best with what he had this year, but it was a struggle. Uh, Mustangs ended up like 8-19, and 19, I think, for the season. And, again, like 0-9 uh, in district play because uh, uh, they didn't play uh, – but nine district games, and, and it, it was different this year. Uh, you know, going to some of these places I had never been before, and I've been to Union City to a game before. I have not been to Milan to a basketball game ever until this year. Uh, Westview is the first time I've ever been to a basketball game at Westview. So that was, uh, I tell you, this time of the year, that was a lot better going to Martin Westview, which was a 40-minute drive from the house than it was going last year to Loretto, which was about a two-hour and 40-minute drive. Might be a little bit of exaggeration, but not that much. So, uh, way, way out there. But, I mean, it, it, it's, uh, it was a lot different this year. Uh, but the boys have got some work to do. Uh, you know, and I've said this before, you know, and I did one of the podcasts recently that, Athletes at Huntington need to play more than one sport and because it's such a small school. And, you know, and, and some argument is that you can't play all three because you don't have enough time. Uh, I think yesterday uh, being out there on that field taking pictures of a soccer team is a good example of why that's a little harder to do than it used to be. But, you know, you had soccer on one end. Uh, baseball on the other end, and, and there was a couple of those soccer players that have played baseball before, but now they're playing soccer. So uh, does that hurt the baseball team? Well, I mean, it's possible. Uh, does it help the soccer team? That's another thing to look at. Yes, probably does. So, uh, but, you know, and and I'll never be the one to tell a kid that you, you, you shouldn't be doing this. You know, let them do what they want to do because I'm going to tell you, this is from voice of experience, that your athletic career – uh, does it last as long as you want it to? You know, yes. I, I, and I did this for years up till I was 60 in my early 60s before I quit playing softball. Uh, and I would, I would still be playing if I had the opportunity and I didn't have this bad wrist. Uh, I had to quit playing basketball, but I kept playing. But, you know, that's church leagues and uh, rec, rec leagues and, and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, but, you know, sometimes – when you graduate high school, unless you get a college scholarship, and there's not many kids coming out of Haiti going to get college scholarships uh, to play uh, football, basketball, baseball at the next level. Yes, there are some that do that, and, and I wish every kid could. But the truth is, it doesn't happen to everyone. Then you have to go get a job, or you get married, and you do go to college, and then you start a career. And those things get in your way of playing uh, rec leagues and church leagues and, and, and that kind of stuff because uh, there was a lot of softball games I missed over the years because I had to work. So your athletic career kind of ends, so you need to make the most of what you got. And I guess what I'm saying is those uh, kids that are 
playing the sport they want to play, then that, that's what they need to be doing. They need to make the most of their high school uh, careers they can. But it'll be interesting to see who comes out for basketball next year. For the boys, uh, next year you're still going to have the same district. It's still going to be a challenge, as much of a challenge next year as it was this year, and maybe more of a challenge. Uh, I think the boys need to go back, in my opinion, and, and I'm not being a coach from the stands, but you could say I am. I'm just giving you what I have observed this year. And does that make me an expert? No. Does that make what I'm going to say uh, what they ought to do? No. But I think they need to work on fundamentals more. Dribbling the basketball, shooting the basketball, because this Mustang base, uh, football, a basketball team, I'll get it right here in a minute because there's a lot of sports going on. But this basketball team struggled offensively. I loved their effort on defense. I loved their hustle on defense. They were scrappy. Uh, they played hard, but they struggled offensively. So they need to work on scoring because, hey, spoiler alert, you're not going to win games if you don't score points. Okay, let's transition quickly, or maybe not quickly. We'll take our time. we still got a few minutes into the girls' season because the girls' season, there's more to talk about. And that's not that's not downplaying the boys, I, I, and I don't mean it that way, but the girls were more successful. Boys 8-19, the girls ended up 17-14. and 14. The, the girls actually, in a sense, had a harder road than the boys when you look at it because there were two teams out of our five in our district that were ranked in the top five of the state all year long, and that's Westview and Gibson County. And then we lost twice to Union City, but we ended up beating Union City in the uh, first round of the district tournament, or excuse me, in the second round of the district tournament, because we had to, we had the play-in game with Milan. So uh, that, that earned us a, you know, a little further into the, uh, it allowed us to finish third, is what I'm saying, in the district tournament. And it, and we got to travel uh, to Stewart County instead of going to uh, Lyles, Tennessee, which was East Hickman. But I believe we would have won if we'd gone to East Hickman. But 17 and 14 uh, for the girls. And uh, last year, the – or, excuse me, yeah – I'm trying to get my train of thought here. I was, I was thinking about something else and got and, and got myself off. Uh, but, you know, the girls, you know, first of the season, well, let's go, let's go back to last night, and then we'll kind of go back. I think that's what I'm trying to do here. They had lost to Westview three times earlier in the season. And to be honest with you, not a single one of those games were close. They just played Westview last week in the district tournament. And I was gone because they had gone to that conference in uh, Franklin and then came back for the uh, third-place game on Saturday night. But they lost 50-23 to 
to Martin Westview. Well, they only scored six points in the first half of that game. And last night was eerily similar to that. And I'll be honest with you, I, 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 Coach Wilkins is a friend of mine. I, I think he does a great job. And, uh, and I talk to him a lot. But I'll be honest with you, last night watching that first half, I questioned our strategy. I'll be honest with you, because we were, we were being real patient. But we were down 17-5 to five at the half. I talked to one of the, the referees before uh, that had refereed the game prior to that last night. And he said, y'all, y'all be happy you're only down 12 at the half. We were down 17-5 to five at the half. I said, well, yeah, but we only scored five points. But that strategy gave us last night the opportunity to win the basketball game. I changed my mind about that later on because our girls, and they did this over at Stewart County, they came from 11 down at the end of the third quarter at Stewart County to win that basketball game by two. Uh, great effort in the fourth quarter against Stewart County, outscoring Stewart County 19-6 to in the fourth quarter to win that game by two by being down by 11. And I thought two or three times they had, they had lost. The game was over. But they came back and they won that game. That gave them the right to play Westview last night. And I, I did not give them a chance before that game started last night. But they were down uh, by 10 last night going into the fourth quarter. They outscore Westview 18-14 to 14 in the final quarter. Uh, they ended up uh, down by 12 at half, and they lose by six and got within four a couple of times in that fourth quarter uh, because they forced a lot of turnovers. Uh, they finally... Made some three-pointers, although last night they only made two of 13 for the game, but those two came in the fourth quarter when they needed them and came off the arm of Sidney Anderson. Uh, so that was that was uh, encouraging to watch. It was fun toward the end. And they held their own against one of the best teams in the state. But when you look at the district, and we look at Westview in particular, you know, I thought after seeing Westview play, well, I saw him play, I saw us play him uh, twice. I, I missed the third game. And then I saw last night. So that's, I did see him three out of the four times we played him. And I did see both games against Gibson County. I saw all the rest of the games, the two games against Milan, and Milan's terrible. To be honest with you, they were terrible. You know, we won 74 to 21 in the uh, play in game. So they're, they're struggling. Uh, but Union City was a solid team, beat us twice. And, uh, Coach Wilkins, when I talked about that, we, we maybe sure would have won both of the game, but we did not. Uh, but we beat them like 42 to 29, I believe was the score in the district tournament. So uh, we, we got something figured out. Now, Union City, and I'll start there while, I'm, while I've got it on my mind. Coming back next year, Union City – Basically, they had one good player. That was Amari Botts. Uh, but she uh, is a good player. Very, she won the top players in the district. But she comes back. But she's basically all they have. All right, Gibson County coming back. They'll have the youngest Hart girl, but they will graduate Madison Hart who's up from Miss Basketball. 
So they'll lose their best player. So it'll be interesting to see who they have coming back or how they uh, do next year without their best player. So there's an opportunity for us to maybe move up past them because I'll get to us in a minute. Martin Westview, they had two seniors. They had uh, Angelina Barr. That's their big players, as tall as Lily Key, and she's she's a heck of a defensive player. Uh, last night, she only scored four points, but she's a force inside with rebounds and, and block shots and, and can give you a little offense. But she graduates. And then I think it was the Sheffield girl, I'm not sure, who had a three-pointer last night. She graduates. But they've got Jada Harrison coming back. Jada Harrison's a junior and being recruited by all the big schools in the state of Tennessee and, and, and around the southeast. She's being recruited by Tennessee, Alabama, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Vanderbilt. All the SEC schools are after Jada Harrison because she's that good. They've got McCall Sims coming back. McCall Sims is just a freshman. Uh, last night, she had nine points, but she had six points in that final quarter, and they were all on foul shots when we were trying to get back in the game, and if she'd missed any of those foul shots, we might have had a chance. They made nine out of 12 foul shots in the fourth quarter last night. So, that being said, uh, she comes back. She's, she's got three more years. But uh, what you saw last night is – as good as Westview is, and I, and I realized this after watching the game last night, it, I thought they were one of the best teams I've seen in a long time, Martin Westview. They beat Gibson County twice by double, dig, double digits. And, and, you know, I saw part of one of those games. I saw all of that game uh, last week. And I just thought they were a top-notch basketball team. But you take Jada Harrison off that team, and that's what happened last night. She went down with an ankle injury early in the third quarters. At the time, uh, she had 14 of their 17 points at one time, and she was taking over the basketball game. And she hit, uh, I know she hit two three-pointers last night, and she was dominating the basketball game. But when she went down with that ankle injury, and this is not to take away from what we did because we played hard, we made a comeback, but Westview, we were on a level playing field with Martin Westview when Jada Harrison went out. Now, that doesn't take away from our effort. That doesn't take away with how good Martin Westview is. That's basically a statement telling you how good Jada Harrison is. She is special. When I first saw her play, I well, you know, she maybe she's overhyped. Maybe she's overrated a little bit. She's good, but is she as good as they're saying she is? Huh? Well, yes, she is. And, and I think you saw that last night when she went down with that ankle injury. Uh, then, then we had a then we had a great basketball game. Uh, and and again, I don't mean that taking away from our effort because our effort was great last night. I, I really liked what I saw. But when you look at our basketball team, again, 17 and 14, playing in higher classification. Uh, but look at our losses. You know, twice to uh, Gibson County, four times to uh, Martin Westview. That's six losses out of 14 to two of the top teams in the state. And then you throw in two more losses, that's eight 
two uh two those two losses came to McKenzie, who's at times has been ranked number one in the state, class one A. Good of a high school basketball team, girls basketball teams, you'll see. So there you go. That's another uh reason to say there's a lot of optimism behind our basketball team. But here's what I saw. Here's what we've got coming back. Because I think we've got a super, super basketball team coming back next year. Of course, everybody else does, too. That's what I was getting at with that uh, when I kind of recapped everybody else's team. It's still going to be competitive next year. But it's going to be on how much our girls grow because we've got a lot of kids that can play. And every one of them played uh, some minutes last night. I think it's all going to start around Lily Key. Lily Key last night had 13 points, 8 rebounds. Against Stewart County, she had 26 points, 14 rebounds, and three blocks. And I think she had a block last night. Uh, six foot one, arm span maybe six seven. Uh, but she she still learning the game. Throw the ball inside. Uh, she's still learning a lot. Like last night, a couple times, Angelina Barr blocked her shot because she's as tall. There's not many people as tall as Lily Key, but she can be a D1 prospect, if she improves as much from her sophomore year to her junior year as much as she did from her freshman year to her sophomore year, uh, there's going to be scouts knocking on her door. Sophie Singleton, solid. Uh, she's a junior. She'll be back next year. Last night, 11 points, 5 rebounds. She had 6 points in that final quarter last night. And then Sydney Anderson, I talk about Sydney Anderson. She's a Three-point sharpshooter. Last night, she hit those three. She only had six points, but they all came in that fourth quarter when we needed a comeback. And to me, one of my favorite players, when you go down a list, well, let me go back up a little bit. Uh, Annabelle Singleton, that's Sophie's younger sister, sophomore. She'll be back next year for her junior year. And pretty good point guard, real good defensive player, rebounds real well for her size. She's not as tall as Sophie. And... uh she can shoot the basketball from outside. And then you, you, you're going to talk about, and, and Leah Fuller will be back next year, trying to get the older kids in here. She'll be back for her senior year next year. A solid defensive player, can make a three, and uh, much like uh, Annabelle Singleton as far as her style of play. And then you got three freshmen that I'm real impressed with. Uh, Josie Stokes. Uh, quick, good hands, good ball handler, uh, has shown the ability to shoot from outside. Quinn Kelly. Quinn Kelly, I like Quinn's game. Uh, Quinn is going to be one of those spot-up shooters that gets in the corner uh, on the wing, on the elbow, and can drill threes when she gets a little more mature. She's just a freshman. But the freshman I probably like better than all three of them because I think her – Style of play suits how I like to see a basketball player. She can drive inside, uh, maybe not as tall as she, she may get taller, but she, she can take the ball inside and score. And she's a guard that can play inside or outside. I really like Delaney's game. And then next year, I really think if you see Sarah Beth Smith uh, improve like Lily Key did from her freshman year to her sophomore year, uh, you're going to have Sarah is as tall as as Lily, but a bigger boned 
young lady and can add more muscle. You're going to have two gigantic players inside. Uh, if Sarah Beth improves and then you throw everybody else in, uh, that's that's a solid team because there you're talking about three. You're talking about nine players that you can play that are going to give you solid minutes, and you're not going to be able to tell a whole lot of difference in any of them. So yes, the prospects next year are good for Huntington basketball. Again, it's going to be interesting to see how the boys do, how the, what kind of adjustments they make to get better. And the girls, I look to see, have a stellar season next year. And But time will tell, and we'll start all that in October, November. So it's not that far away. Uh, but anyway, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, congratulations to all these kids. Uh, basketball season is over. We're now we're going to transition. The girls will into softball. Boys will into baseball and soccer. And uh, we'll move right along and go to our next sport. But I wanted to recap that today. Uh, again, thank you for listening and uh, tell your friends about it, especially about this one, if they want to hear about the basketball team and how they did this season. So that'll do it for me this week, and I'll see you next week, and we'll get caught up. All right. See ya.